0: Hi, and welcome to Heroes of Marketing Cloud, the show where we interview Salesforce Marketing Cloud experts. My name is Anthony Lamotte, and I'll be your host for today. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Deselect, and today I'll interview Jason Trout, who runs Boltramp, a Salesforce Marketing Cloud consulting firm. Welcome. Hey, Jason. Welcome to the show. Thanks a lot. Glad to be here. Yeah, it's a, it's a pleasure. Thank you for making the time Um just for the sake of, for our audience, could you introduce yourself? Um, what is it that you do?
1: Yeah, sure. My name is Jason Trout. I'm the principal at Bold Ramp, and we are a consultancy that focuses on Salesforce Marketing Cloud. So we do a lot of new implementations, advisory support, and ongoing campaign services for clients.
0: And is there a specific... Um... Differentiator, a string. It's something that you're really proud of that Boldram does.
1: I think we have a lot of experience. So we have a lot of you know, uh, senior consultants that do a lot of good work. And um, you know, I think sometimes you could run into uh, some some consultancies that uh, you know might have more junior consultants. And don't really invest in in the people as much as they should to create quality work. And so I think that's something that we really focus on is ensuring that we're working with top talent that is proven and can deliver
0: great results for clients. For sure. Um, and I'll, I'll I'd love to dig deeper into the top talent, but maybe before we get there, um, how did you end up doing this? Uh, how did Boldrum came to be?
1: Yeah, sure. So. You know, I've always been in some type of marketing or marketing technology role, Um, but my marketing cloud journey started maybe in 2015 on the client side. And, you know, I think anyone that's been in marketing their entire career, they can probably relate that uh, over time, your role gets a little bit more technical. So I found myself in a marketing technology group on the client side. And when I joined, we didn't have marketing cloud, uh, but I worked very closely with the marketing team and they had all of these dreams of personalized emails and uh, automation and their platform just couldn't get them there. So we spun up a project to replace it. Um, And I led that implementation from the business side, working closely with an implementation partner. And uh, after we were set up and I was more of the product owner of the platform, I sat back and said, hey, I think I can do that consulting thing. And uh so you know, looked into to that path and a uh, partner took took a chance on me and I haven't looked back. So I've been uh consulting for, for marketing cloud projects since 2017. But then again, somewhere along the way, um, you know, I sat back and said, I think I can do this thing on my own, and uh, finally stepped out uh, to start bold ramp in 2020. Um a little advice for for anyone looking to to do that: try not to do it right before the entire world shuts down with a global pandemic. <laughs> uh, not the best timing, but uh, here we are, and and wouldn't change a thing.
0: Well, I'm sure that if you go through some something like that at the start of your enterprise um, or of your entrepreneurial journey, then uh, it will certainly harden yourself. And uh, if you've been able to go through a pandemic, <laughs> then uh, I'm sure you're in good shape afterwards for anything else that the world can throw at you. Um, what's interesting to me is that you you originally were on the marketing side uh, for someone like myself, who's been for most of his career on the consulting side before, before starting Deselect. Um, I can imagine you would have a lot of strengths coming from the marketing side. Like you actually know what marketing is and how to do a campaign. Many consultants actually do not. Um, but I can imagine there were also challenges. Um, what would you say were um, some of those biggest challenges coming from the marketing side to the more technology side especially since we have we may have people on the you know on the audience today who who are considering such a move? Sure um,
1: you know I think when I was on the client side in my marketing roles uh, you know it was it was easy to um, surround myself with more technical folks that could do things that I couldn't do and um, you you kind of get comfortable with that because you don't have to do it in consulting. As you know, things are thrown at you, right? You're gonna have to learn to do things that you didn't know how to do yesterday. And so for me, um, you know, de- depending on which partner that I worked for in the past or what project I'm on, I might have a technical resource and I might not. Um, so it's really being faced with those. Uh, uh, use cases where you have no choice. You're going to have to figure it out. And if you're going to be successful as a consultant, um, there are roles, more strategy roles, right? But when you're talking about marketing cloud, uh, very quickly, you're going to figure out that you're going to need to learn some script. You're going to le- need to know how to write SQL um, to actually be impactful on a project. So um, that was difficult. But, um, you know, again, I I feel like I didn't um, just take the initiative and go learn it at night. What happened was I was faced with the requirement on projects. Then I stayed up all night figuring that out. so it was being being uh, presented with challenges and just figuring
0: figuring it out along the way absolutely that that part does seem very recognizable by the way. Um I have very similar experiences in my initial marketing cloud experiences as I started to realize like, wow, this thing is super. Uh, capable and flexible but highly technical and i sort of had to teach myself SQL on the fly which um, eventually led to um you know these like being founded um you mentioned something interesting earlier about talent and how you like to work with very experienced talent now it won't come as a surprise to most of our listeners that finding great marketing cloud talent is not that easy what makes um bold ramp interesting for experienced talent and i'll and I'll just add one more thing., uh, we were just discussing before we started the interview that you work with Jenna Madsen, who's uh, a superstar yeah. in my eyes and has been on the show. So how do you find people like Jenna to work with?
1: Yeah, and that's a great a great example of of top talent that we work with, right? Um, I think to to find the top talent, you know, it comes a lot of different ways. Just being involved in the in the ecosystem for a long time, you get to know uh, uh, people that um, May or may not be in, be in you know on the market looking for a job. Um, but you get to know uh, the people to ask of you know that that you trust in in their abilities. you trust them to to refer people to you as well. So I think it's just time in the ecosystem is is the you know the the important thing there. And for bold ramp, you know we don't have a whole lot of full-time people, right? um our our model right now is to work with, uh, contract consultants, because that's the way that we can attract top talent is because there there are great contract resources out there, ones that we can't afford right now, right? And so the way that we're able to deliver uh, great results for our clients is working with this top talent. Now, our on the business side, our margins might be smaller, but our impact is bigger. And we're getting those success stories because we're able to put together this team that's proven, that can deliver great results for the clients.
0: So you're optimizing for impact right now? 100%. That's great. Um. So throughout your career, what's been the most interesting marketing cloud project you've seen? The most interesting hack maybe? Uh, what was really fascinating for you to do?
1: Yeah, I think um, the most interesting marketing cloud project that I've worked on, I have to go back to one of my Uh, Previous roles at another consultancy, we were working with a large uh, payroll company. And we were working specifically with their small business unit. So, this business unit focused on small businesses anywhere from one employee to to 10 employees. And uh, what made it so unique is that before the introduction of an online experience and before the introduction of Marketing Cloud, This process for a small business owner was uh, through 100% human interaction, right? Calling the call center, um, you know, registering, onboarding, payment, everything was through the call center. And what the project was to essentially uh, do a a complete 180, right? And make it 100% digital. Small business owners don't have time to be on the phone over multiple weeks, to you know, buy a software like that to to do something in their business. So, uh, thankfully, we had a you know incredibly capable client that really owned the the uh, experience on the web. And what we did was stand up marketing cloud integrated with sales cloud to really facilitate all those milestones uh, throughout that that experience, which is you know registering and and qualification. Um, onboarding, entering all of your employees' information, uh, paying, and ultimately running your first payroll—all without talking to a human. Um, so that was that was you know truly transformational um, for for that business unit. And you know, typically when we're implementing Marketing Cloud, we're replacing another marketing automation platform. Right? Uh, they're jumping from one to the other this is the only time in, in my career where there wasn't one, right? So it really was starting from scratch and building the best experience. And we, we didn't have any, you know, legacy processes to, to to worry about how it's going to translate to marketing cloud. We, you know, we built it from scratch. So that was, that was certainly one of the more interesting projects.
0: That's fascinating. Although I imagine there must've been a huge part of education on your side too, with regards to the organization, if they had not, never done any, Marketing automation or even email marketing whatsoever,
1: yeah, I think education was was a big part of it. but um, also, what made this one unique is that I've never had a client more prepared for us to show up uh, for for our discovery, right? Um, they They had already uh, thought about the online experience and had, um, you know, designs for us to walk us through the flow of what they envisioned the experience to look like, and even had um some journey designs prepared, right? Usually we're whiteboarding that, and it's the first time they've they've really thought about what this journey is going to look like, and they've already given oh. it a shot. Now, um, they didn't turn out the way that they designed them because they weren't they weren't familiar with marketing cloud and all the capabilities of Journey Builder, for example. Um, but it was an incredible start. So it was um luckily in this case the client was was you know one of the best to work with and was was really prepared so picking up uh, marketing cloud and running with it after we implemented it was not going to be a problem for them
0: that's amazing i've rarely heard something like that myself i also think that even if they didn't know the capabilities of marketing cloud and some of their initial journeys that were drafted could not be executed i still believe that would have been very useful for that client just to think through the process if only because if you've done an exercise like that and then later you're in a workshop with a consultant and you've done that exercise before, you just feel more involved. you just basically pay more attention, give more feedback because you've already had to think about it. So I think that could be really good advice for any client really.
1: Definitely. And I think, you know, it doesn't matter what the platform is. Some things are not going to change, right? The customers are going to go through an experience. Um, they're going to have certain milestones throughout that Journey. So it doesn't matter what marketing automation platform we're talking about. Some of that can be can be thought through, and so when you're bringing that to the table, it just makes uh, things happen a lot faster. And so then you're talking about ultimately what what does that mean? That that time to value um, is is decreased, and 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 you're seeing value faster. And so um, now the consultants look look uh, you know like like geniuses when it was really your preparation.
0: Well, I think time to value is maybe a great bridge to another thing I wanted to discuss, user adoption. What have you find to be the biggest challenges? And it could be a disk client, but, but even more generally speaking throughout projects, what is typically a big challenge to user adoption of marketing cloud?
1: Yeah, so I think in terms of adoption, um, a couple of things that come to mind are uh, data and people. So what I mean by data is um, marketing cloud can only do so much um, if you don't have the right data, right? So I think um, in terms of adoption, uh, it's, it's going to be slower if you're not prepared with the data that you're going to need to power marketing cloud. So um, let me give you an example. I went at one of my previous jobs. Um, The delivery team, I I was the solution architect on the team. We show up for on-site discovery over over a few days. And when we get to the data discussion, uh, it's clear that we're going to integrate with uh, Salesforce CRM. Uh, But when we start digging into that, we uncover that there are tons of initiatives um, to fix their data to, they were in the middle of a, uh, Salesforce CRM implementation. That was six months before they understood what the entire data model looked like. Um, so it's understanding what you're going to need to power a marketing cloud and um, starting at the right time. Mm-hmm. And if you're not going to have all of that in place when you're starting a marketing implementation, you know, it's really about trade-offs, right? Are you, are you going to uh, do what you can today and you're going to rework later? Or are you going to... Uh, uh, delay the marketing cloud implementation and keep on doing what you're doing until until you're ready to go. So I think that just not being organized and prepared for the data piece of the implementation uh, slows, slows that adoption and seeing value from the platform. And the second thing, I think, um, you know, clients need to invest in their people, right? Marketing cloud is... A, a big tool, robust tool, a flexible tool. But with that comes some complexity that uh, your team probably hasn't worked with uh, you know, as as much with, with other platforms. And so you're gonna have to invest in your people. And the earlier you can do that, the better adoption is going to be. So that might be training your existing staff. It might be, maybe you need a new hire, someone that's worked with Marketing Cloud before, um, or understanding that, Maybe you have to invest in services uh, from a partner like BoldRamp or or contract consultants to help you with that, to get stood up faster um, and and get your team ready to go to to maintain it and and, and continue to optimize what you're doing with Marketing Cloud.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I don't think I would recommend any customer to start with Marketing Cloud without involving a system integrator who knows what they're doing just because... As a customer, you're only going to implement marketing cloud once, but there's so many nuances and details and decision, uh, design decisions you have to make that it's going to be hard to know what to do, right? Because you've never had the learning experience and never had the chance to right. fail. Uh, system integrators have tried multiple things and, and they'll know. I also like how you put uh, the trade-off between um, essentially... essentially getting started quickly and and maybe having a perfect architecture i do think that if many comp i do think many companies they're prone to fall into the trap of analysis paralysis here it yep. might be better to start with an mvp just because the faster i feel that the end users starting to get their hands on marketing cloud the better they understand the actual capabilities yep. and the more thoughtful and smart they can be with regards to the next the roadmap
1: yeah, no, I think I think uh, you know the important thing you mentioned there is an MVP, right? Um, mm-hmm. It's it's starting somewhere, uh, making progress, getting your hands uh, dirty in the tool, and starting to use it and, and see how it works. Um, again, yes. that's that's going to, to help with the adoption, right? Um, but at some point, it's like, all right, this is you know we're 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 building out way too much marketing cloud to where this is going to be another four month project. Whenever we do have the the data in the places that we need it and and marketing cloud ready. So, yeah, I think it it's certainly um you know, a decision that has to be made, but you're certainly right. Um, what we don't want is marketing cloud to be on the shelf for months and months and months. And then it's you know time for a, a contract renewal, and they're like, well, it's not valuable to me. Well, yeah, because we're not using it yet because we did not know how to get started,
0: yeah. And that happens more often. And you might imagine i know of one case where marketing cloud was sitting on the shelf for more than a year and knowing the license cost that that specific company were paying for that's that's a pity um, yeah
1: you know what's funny i i was uh, just at uh, an event in dallas and and was talking to someone that works works um uh, on on the client side and their marketing cloud was on the shelf for 2 years Wow! Um, just because Amazing. it was, it was, yeah, it was, it was behind some other initiatives and didn't, didn't ever get prioritized. But um, you know, thankfully, they were able to to actually start implementing and, um, you know, show show some value before it was it was time to ask for for
0: another signature to renew. Was that the um higher ed uh, event by Salesforce by any chance? No, actually, it was a uh,
1: uh, North Dallas uh, Salesforce meetup group um that they have a monthly meeting and and i was their guest attendee last week
0: oh fantastic yeah we just started the user group in austin for marketer for marketers specifically for marketing clouds we're probably going to do awesome yeah, thanks. We're probably going to do a next uh, event uh, with the Parted user group following Dreamforce. Yeah, those user groups are are fantastic to to share knowledge, to share best practices, war stories, and and whatnot. By the way, I realized earlier we've been throwing around the phrase MVP. I guess most people on, the, on you know on the show today will know what it is, but just in case, MVP stands for Minimum Viable Product. It's your first version of a product, which could also be an implementation of Marketing Cloud. Um, talking about. You know, maybe in this in 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 that staying with that theme a little bit about MVPs and expanding, uh, your marketing cloud over time. I uh, something sounds something very interesting on your profile, Jason. Tell us about the marketing cloud impact score, please.
1: Yeah, sure. So the marketing cloud impact score is something we developed to uh, try to uh, focus where current clients of Salesforce Marketing Cloud nowhere to focus. Um, I think what we see a lot is that the need for, uh, uh, an audit for clients. And the reason is because, you know, maybe it's, there's a new leader, um, you know, in the, that is in charge of marketing cloud, or maybe there's been some turnover on the team and they're not really sure what was built by the previous partner or what's working, what's not, why do they have this data? Why does it look like that? Um, and so there's a lot that they kind of just need help from someone with deep expertise in the platform to figure out for them, give them recommendations, provide a roadmap of of how to improve things. Um, but that comes at a cost. And I think that there's, there's a way with the marketing cloud uh, impact score. It's essentially, a, you know, 20 questions going through asking you about uh, various categories of marketing cloud, right? Your, your team, uh, you know your strategy, your customer experience, your um, utilization across marketing cloud. And what it does is it, is it uh, gives you a score, an overall score, but scores broken down by by four categories. And it's very obvious where you're going to need some some improvement, right? Um, so if if you're looking for improvement, that will give you a place to to say, look, this is this is probably something we need to focus on this quarter." These other areas, sure, we can we can always improve something, but this is a place that we need to focus right now to, to see
0: improvement uh, tomorrow. I love that. Are there common issues you find amongst clients who take this score?
1: What's that again?
0: Are there um, common themes you find amongst people who are taking this test and who have their impact score calculated? What are the common issues you, you see?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, one of the areas is data. And, you know, data is vague, right? But some of the things that we run into, and also when when we're doing these uh, audits for clients, is um, way too many times there are deliverability issues. And again, I think it's just because there's some turnover on the team and they haven't really been... Um, trained properly on how to set up sendable data extensions. So then you have, you know, tons of duplicate subscribers and they're not really monitoring um, the way that they should. And so there are a lot of clients out there that are that are going through the motions and not getting the results that they need because they're not able to uncover things like deliverability issues. So that's that's one that we run into. And, and then of course duplicate contacts. Um, I ran into a client we did an audit for a couple of years ago and uh, I found an example to, to be able to articulate my point around around their data. Uh, the same individual was in all subscribers 27 different times. Same email address, but 27 different subscriber keys. And so, you know, obviously someone was just not trained, fully capable, but ju- just not trained in the in the way to actually... Um, you know, import subscribers and those types of things. So there were, there were some data issues, but, you know, can you think about what that customer experience is like? I think three or four of them were, were opted out. So there's still 23 different times that this person could get an email and trying to, trying to unsubscribe. Well, at that point, they're not unsubscribing, they're marking you as spam. And so that again, hurts your deliverability. So um you know certainly a lot of a lot of data problems that that we run into and and you know
0: duplicate subscribers
1: deliverability
0: that's a crazy story about the 17 contacts i think the, the best way to think about this is marketing cloud is ultimately a marketing uh, a sorry data driven platform so if the data is wrong or not just good enough at least um it's not gonna go well here too though i find it can be And, um, analysis paralysis, um, sometimes people are waiting for like the perfect data or the perfect data enrichment. That is not always necessary, but whatever the case, I I do appreciate how Salesforce has released some more data deletion features in the last couple of years. And I think they were only driven by data privacy regulations, but at least they also help reducing contact counts because you're built based on how many contacts you have, of course um yeah. nonetheless we, we find a lot of interest in um for these select segments uh deduplication capabilities um because you can do quite advanced stuff when it comes to deduplication the example you give it for instance is, is a duplicate based on email address with the same subscriber key but there's all sorts of duplicates you can also have duplicates with different keys same email address or duplicates same person different key right. uh, but different contexts like a phone number and an email um yeah all, all that stuff so it's it's kind of fascinating um how far it can go so when, when someone says we got duplicates I, I like to ask first like okay what kind of duplicates give me some examples right because uh, you really have to dig a little bit deeper there
1: yeah definitely and then it's and then it's figuring out th- the source of that right um oh. is it is it in another system or, are you somehow introducing those into marketing cloud with your processes and you know f- fixing fixing it at the source.
0: And that's the biggest challenge i find when the when the problem is really um upstream uh, it might you know maybe the data was already wrong in the data lake from which it originated and then marketing just have to solve it and then you could expect oh well the data lake stuff has to fix it but realistically especially in enterprise context it might take years or never um and right. then i feel it's more up to marketing to be able to what i like to call do data staging in the marketing cloud environment and and for that purpose, I think that marketing cloud does lend itself wonderfully. You have to be careful, yeah. you have to be sensible, you have to be governance. Uh, you can really screw yourself up if you're not careful by making things too complex. Yep. But the flexibility does allow you to do some data magic in the marketing automation platform without having to be reliant on BI people, data Definitely. scientists, you name it.
1: Yeah, 100%. And I think that goes back to doing what you can do with marketing cloud, right? And um if 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 again that project to clean that up in uh, some other system is is not even on the board, um, could be a year or two out, right? Well you can't sit around and, and, and wait for that to happen. You have to uh take responsibility in market cloud with what you have and and using those, you know, that staging data come up with the data that you're actually going to use for your campaigns.
0: Yeah, yeah, interesting. Um I've even had a client that's didn't have consistent definitions. And I think that's not really a unique problem to this client. I think this will happen to many clients, like customer lifetime value, for instance. Does it mean the same thing to the finance department, to the BI people, to the data scientists, to the marketers, to sales? Because maybe across the various systems that these user groups are using, the definitions might be slightly different, the calculation might be slightly different. And so you may have different numbers for the same customer for for instance customer lifetime value and i think you can have this for all kinds of things so even getting data definitions straight across systems and teams seems to be very very challenging sometimes definitely um, just taking a step back looking a bit wider at the overall uh, marketing cloud community jason what do you think is the biggest cloud uh, what is the biggest challenge in the marketing cloud community that nobody's talking about Well, my
1: my uh, my answer might might be different because of where I sit on the partner side, but I think one of the biggest challenges in the marketing cloud community, uh, from a partner perspective, is we're seeing too many botched implementations. So you know we we're talking about earlier around time to value, right? Well, that's certainly um, blowing that up, um, and. That's not good for the ecosystem, right? There you know, historically, for the last you know five, seven, eight years, um, it's been a great place to be in terms of um you know pay and and jobs. And I think in order to to keep it that way, we we have to uh, f- uh, find ways to ensure that implementations are successful the first time around. Um, so we you know as a partner, we we clean up a lot of those messes. So you know, I could just say, well, great, right? Keep keep on, you know, uh, messing up those implementations because we're getting work from it, but that's short-sighted, right? We need um, more customers to see successful outcomes from their initial implementation partner because guess what? They're talking to their peers in the same industry, um, telling them if they've had a great experience with marketing cloud or if, you know, really they're not seeing the value from it. So they're going to move on or go back to their legacy platform or whatever. Um, so that's, that's one of the the issues that I see. And, you know, I think that the responsibility of that, I, I think, um, you know, it, it's shared across Salesforce partners and the client, right? So on the Salesforce side, you know, you have, you have your RVPs and their team of five to eight account executives, and, you know, they kind of have their favorites, right? They, they have their, their, um, you know, three or four partners that they like to use. So in this case, you know, marketing cloud partners that do that um, really well, maybe, but maybe they're using them because they're, they're really easy to co-sell with or they're really flexible when it comes to pricing or whatever. So they're able to close deals faster. And I think um, more focus needs to be put on, well, how are they delivering, right? What are the clients saying three or four months down the road? And when they're hearing a trend, that this partner isn't delivering well it's time to cycle them out and replace them with another partner that can do some quality work um and then on the partner side you know i think partners need to need to make a choice if they're going to stand up a marketing cloud practice they really need to invest in it invest in understanding the tool that is different from salesforce investing in good talent ensuring that that talent stays trained up and you're getting you're giving them opportunities to to grow and learn and really um, perfect their craft. Um, the other choice is to say no, right? Uh, we say no to CRM projects. You know, you're not gonna see, see us doing a field service lightning project anytime soon. Um, and so if you're not going to invest in in the practice properly and ensure that you're delivering good results, then, you know, m- maybe it's not not the time to to take on marketing cloud work. And then lastly, for the client, the the client, um, you know, they're getting recommendations from Salesforce as they should. They're having conversations with partners as they should. But one thing that um, I don't think I I see enough is the client saying, "Okay, partner, you you sh- you showed me your your slide of logos, right? And I recognize a lot of them. That's great. But um, when when were those projects? Right? Were those seven years ago, or was that last year?" Um, how many of those consultants are still around? And most importantly, um, you might be able to do great work, but who are the individual consultants that are going to make up the team that are delivering for me, right? Uh, Absolutely, Um, I'm so glad you said that. I don't care if you've you've been successful in the past with these other consultants that are busy or have moved on, who's working on my project? And sure, I don't know everything about Marketing Cloud, but I'm going to be able to have an opportunity to vet them to see if they have what it takes to lead a marketing cloud project for me.
0: Absolutely. I was, I was going to add, but you beat me to the punch that um, interview the consultants, the main consultants, at least like the right. the leads or the seniors, especially the ones with the technical knowledge, uh, the project management yep. knowledge. I think that can be assumed if there's a project manager involved, but the technical knowledge, because that's what's going to make the difference. Right. Um, along the, uh, Along there, you mentioned something. Kind of offhand, but which which is actually really important for customers to understand, and I don't think all of customers understand it, and that has to do with the difference between salesforce, CRM, and the marketing cloud, and you even wrote a wonderful post about that some time ago so I passed by. Um, could you just you know el- uh, elaborate a little bit on what that difference is?
1: Yeah, it's a completely different tech stack, right? like it's 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 one hundred percent different. Um, yeah, I think I said in my post, uh, the um, uh, the most, or the the thing they have in most common is is the word Salesforce, right? We have to remember that Salesforce acquired Salesforce Marketing Cloud, right? It was called Exact Target, um, and uh, we've we've been talking about is Marketing Cloud going to going to be built on the Force.com platform for um, a decade, right? It hasn't happened yet. Now we saw some things that connections that you know make us think. Well, you know, okay, maybe maybe the time is now, but it's it certainly hasn't been uh, uh, for for the past decade since they acquired Exact Target, and um, it's completely different. Uh, I can't count how many times we've we've done a project and. You know S- Salesforce team members on the client side are just just cannot believe that we don't have a sandbox, right? There's so many differences and it takes a different skill set. We go back to um, you know marketing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, to to have a team member that has experience in 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 just marketing, not necessarily technology uh, to add to that as well. So um, they're very different. And just as uh, I, I sure hope no one would hire, me to do a CRM project, same thing goes the other way. Let's let's ensure that we're looking at consultants uh, that have deep expertise in marketing cloud
0: specifically. Absolutely. Um, thanks for elaborating on that. Connections. Uh, it's the marketing cloud event of the year. It's the dream force for marketers. That's how I like to think of it. What was your favorite moment of Connections 2023?
1: Oh man, um, I'm not sure I can narrow it down to a moment, but um, you know, I think I think what what I enjoyed about Connections uh, this year, maybe maybe more than other years, is that um, you know, being being able to connect with with you know a lot of great people, right? From from my team to other partners to to um, clients and prospects, Salesforce folks, um, you know, a lot of us haven't been going to a lot of events in the past few years right so it was just great to, to have time in person with a lot of folks um we we uh we co-sponsored a, a happy hour uh wednesday at connections and uh, had a had a great turnout and all went out for a hot pot um uh, dinner that lasts way too long after that so um <laughs> that's that's really the value that i got out of it um and then you know it was it was great to to you know get a glimpse of of you know how ai is is really going to to transform things with marketing gpt sales gpt service gpt everything gpt um so that was that was that was exciting as well
0: talking about gpt where do you think that will go um, i guess in the short run we'll probably see some more announcements from salesforce and they've done a, mo- a number of them at connections and people can find it still at salesforce live to to watch the presentations introductions but of course we already know that many of these will be kind of aspirational or they may be more long term what do you think might, might happen in the short term what are you most excited about and where do you think it will go in the longer run
1: yeah um so i think where we've seen generative ai impact marketers today is you know, i think it's it's more than content, but it's mostly content, right? If you're talking about what what you see marketers doing with ChatGPT or uh, marketing-specific tools like Jasper, uh, it's mostly around content generation. And the way that uh, you know we're approaching it today is we know what the output is going to be, right? We're asking for for that to be produced for us. We're asking for um, you know write me this email. And it gives us an email, you know, given the context that we give it or create this image right video now music. Um, but we know what the output's going to be. And what I think is, is really exciting is I think it's going to shift a little bit the way that we're communicating with generative AI. We're not going to say, give me this thing that I know you're going to give me, but it's, here's my goal, right? So for example, we you know, we want to increase conversion rates by 1%, right? Today, you would kind of dissect that all the parts involved in your email or ad copy or website or whatever, and see where you can make some incremental improvements, what campaigns you can stand up, et cetera. Then you're going to go to generative AI and say, uh, write this text better. Give me options for a subject line, those types of things. I think in the future, it's going to be more of, this is my goal, generative AI tool, what do you got for me, right? So it's going to be able to analyze all of your email content, your performance with your, your email campaigns, your ad copy, all the variations of your ads, be able to uh, understand what images you're using, what attributes you're using in those images, um, look at your website content, uh, look at all of, your, all of your product descriptions and everything and say, listen, if we tweak these things, not really gonna move the needle but when we're talking about conversion specifically if you do x y and z we can meet our word we we think that we can meet that goal within the time frame you, you gave me right so i think that's that's exciting in terms of content and you know i think also with segmentation we saw a glimpse of that with marketing gpt as well it's going to be more conversational segmentation right and mm-hmm. again aspirational, right? Like, what what is that going to look like for the next couple of years? Um, does that mean that we'll never have to go to our IT team or more technical resource to, to help us out with segments? Probably not. But I do think that the reliance on someone else to get a campaign uh, stood up uh, is 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 going to to decrease and you're going to be able to be empowered to do some of those things on your own with conversational segmentation. And where I think it gets really interesting is not only conversational segmentation but you know then it's going to be conversational commerce right so if you think about the way that we shop today um i need a present for my mom for her birthday we might google that and come across a couple of blog posts with with recommendations and not going to be relevant to to my mom um in fact it might be optimized for affiliate dollars right um then we might go to a commerce. site, we might go to Amazon and we're, we're we're searching for that product and filtering by color, brand, et cetera. Um, and the results may vary, but I think where it's going is being able to go to a commerce site and saying, hey, this is a little bit about my mom. Her birthday's coming up. Uh, she's, she's this old. She likes these types of experiences. Uh, she really hated this product I got her. This is what's important to her. And I think the results of that are going to be incredibly relevant. And it's going to really speed up that, that transaction because of the relevancy.
0: Yeah, I've heard a variation of that use case where uh, rather than having a birthday reminder on the day itself, um, your personal AI assistant could actually remind you sufficiently time in advance to make some present suggestions, even you know, figure out where to go get them and then let you order them even through the AI itself. Um, it's like the the next level Facebook uh, birthday reminder. I think I might actually have heard his own interview between Lex Friedman and Zuckerberg that was published not too long ago uh, since obviously they're also going to integrate um, more and more generative AI into the Facebook itself. Um, as for as for AI driven segmentation, obviously we're super excited about that we're integrating uh, GPT itself um, and we'll, we'll be uh, able to deliver, that capability in about a month from now so actually by the time this interview is live um that might awesome. be available already and it will be in the marketing cloud itself not in the um, in the data cloud where uh salesforce's segmentation will, will take place which right. is a somewhat different use case um very cool um jason you've been giving a ton of great advice already through this interview do you have any parting advice especially for marketing cloud newbies or marketers in the early stage of their marketing cloud journey
1: Yeah. I I think the number one thing, you know, I pointed out a little bit earlier with my career shifting from, you know, the business side to a more uh, technical role, but don't be afraid to learn new things and just dive in and figure it out. Right. And I think for a marketing cloud newbie, um, you know, you got to start with, with SQL and script, right. Um, find some use cases where you actually need to use both of those. And um, you know, you'll you'll spend plenty of time on Stack Exchange, but Google is your friend and you're going to to figure it out along the way. But just dig in and figure it out. And um, also, don't get left behind with generative AI, right? Um, it, you know, it's it's not going to replace you, but, um, you know, another another marketer uh, that's utilizing it will. So I think it's just digging in there. Um, not, not waiting for marketing GPT to be available, but, you know, play around with chat GPT, understand um, how to craft uh, a good prompt, right? Play around with, with Jasper um, to understand that so you're, you're really um, understanding how to utilize what we're all
0: going to have to utilize in our jobs going forward. I think that's very solid advice, uh, Jason. Thank you so much for your time um, to go on the call to to share all this advice with uh, customers and partners. I think it's very sound. Um, yeah, thanks.
1: Thanks so much for having me. It was fun.
0: Thank you for watching Heroes of Marketing Cloud. I hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to subscribe to stay up to date about future interviews with fellow marketing champions.